Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Dream Take, presented by The Dream Shake. It's Jeremy Brenner here, and tonight we're talking Rockets, Spurs, Rockets lose this one, 111-106. Michael Brown's got the notes ready. What What are your thoughts, initial uh, first thoughts about tonight? It's a bad loss. It's a bad loss to a crappy team. I don't care what anybody says. That Spurs team is garbage. DeMar DeRozan is overrated. You can't lose that game. I, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you who had a, a part in tonight's loss was Steven Silas. Those rotations made no sense at the end of the game. Why is David Nawaba not in at the game or not in at the end of the game? It makes no sense. Jay Shante was out for too long. I get it. You know, he's still getting used to his rotations. Totally understand. Victor Oladipo should have been on the bench at the end of the game. That's a bad loss to a crappy team. Now, here's the thing. Mike and I... It's no, it's it's not a uh, unusual thing that him and I disagree on a loss. Now, obviously, I'm not super thrilled about this loss, but you know the Spurs played tonight really well. They they played the Rockets. They they hit on their matchups. They they played this right. They played tonight correctly, and. That's how you attack. They they knew that Wood wasn't going to be there, so they attacked the paint that especially helped them in the first half. And honestly, you know, it's – look, the game could have gone either way. If you put the Spurs in the Rockets, I think we are extremely even with the Spurs. I think if you put us in a, in a seven-game series, we're going to seven. And – Honestly, like that's the team probably that we've played this season that we match up very evenly with. All three games that we've played have been extremely close with the Spurs, and tonight was no different. Rockets dropped this one 111-106, and you know, the Spurs had the lead for a majority of this game. The Rockets had a chance there at the end. They led, I believe, 100 to 98 around that, around that score, but ultimately Spurs were able to pull away and finish the job. DeMar DeRozan played really well tonight, 30 points. And, you know, Eric Gordon had 26, John Wall 27. Look, the Rockets' effort tonight should not be uh, – should not be – we shouldn't criticize it because the effort was definitely there tonight. No, I have no problem with the effort. I have a problem with giving up 14 points to someone named Drew Eubanks. Okay, that's my first problem. My second problem is the fact that you gave up 
what did what did Rudy Gay have tonight? He had four. Drew Eubanks had twelve, and Rudy Gay had fourteen. That's unacceptable, Jeremy. Well, that, my, that is downright unacceptable. And well, we, this is it's one game into Christian Wood's absence, and we're we've already lost a game because we have no size, none, zero. You give up twelve points to somebody named Drew Eubanks, where if you had a legitimate center in at the at the time, which they didn't, he doesn't get those points, and you probably win this game. Well, Mike, that, so that's, there's that's no preferred. size, and it's already a problem. That's the Spurs utilizing their strengths. They have a big on the floor. And honestly, Mike, I'm going to say it, and this might be an unpopular opinion uh, by you and by other people in Red Nation, I think the Rockets are okay still. I, I don't think that you can really change what they have. Because, I mean, look, if you're going to put in a guy, how much, how much is that guy going to play? And who is he going to play in front of? Because someone's got to sit tonight if they're playing, you know, nine guys. PJ Tucker. No, Mike, it's we're PJ not Tucker doing this on the bench. We do this every time. PJ, the you Rockets know, but are you, hold on, but hold tonight on. if PJ you just, you just asked me a question, and I'm giving you a legitimate answer. He can't score. Okay, can't. but Mike. And who is he covering tonight? But who is he covering tonight? He was covering DeRozan. Okay, he went for 30. He was covering Rudy Gay. He went for 14. What did PJ do tonight to help win the game? What did Victor Oladipo do? There's two guys I would have taken minutes away from tonight. 100%. David Nwaba did not play enough tonight. Rotations helped lose this game for the Rockets tonight. Yes, but Mike, in order for this long season to establish itself, you need to have some sort of consistency and some sort of, you know, rhythm and uniformity with rotations and such and look victor oladipo is the guy that is supposed to hypothetically replace james harden i don't have a problem i don't have a problem with silas playing oladipo at the end of the game because oladipo is there to get you points tonight though 4 of 14 from the field not a good night for vic and ultimately if i have to point to why did the rockets lose this game that's where I'm pointing to. It's towards Victor Oladipo, unfortunately, and that's just how it is. Uh, this loss isn't on Jay Sean Tate, although he could have had a better offensive night. This loss is definitely not on P.J. Tucker. That's not what we're going to do again. And honestly, look, the defense is why the Rockets were in this game in the first place. So that's why I don't really have a problem with Jay Sean Tate and P.J. Tucker, who played pretty well defensively. The thing with DeRozan... I'll say this, DeRozan, a lot of the shots he made were well contested and the shots just went in and at that, and especially in that third quarter, the third quarter for the Spurs, they made a whole bunch of shots that were well contested. And at that point, you just got to shrug your shoulders, go up and move on to the next possession. The Rockets ultimately in that fourth quarter came back and they started hitting some shots and it looked like at a point that the Rockets might be able to take this one and unfortunately they just couldn't make enough shots tonight Victor Oladipo needs to have better shot selection and ultimately that is why the Rockets lost tonight it's on it's just Vic needs to make a shot and the thing with Vic is we've seen him at his best and his best is worth having on this roster but if you're not going to be as consistent as he needs to be in that role, then 
he might not have a role on this team anymore. Riddle me this. Why was David Nawaba not on the court at the end of the game? He was 22 minutes, 14 points, six of seven from the field. Only played 22 minutes. Give me a legitimate reason. Hold on. Give me a legitimate reason why he was not on the court at the end of the game instead of P.J. Tucker. He was on a minutes restriction, possibly. Okay. I mean. There's your legitimate reason. Well, I mean, 22 minutes. But that's not a minutes restriction. He hadn't played. Yes, he probably had a 24-minute cap. Then he should have been on the court in the last two minutes. He was the the third best rocket tonight behind John Wall and behind Eric Gordon. But we keep talking about P.J. Tucker because – it keeps coming down to P.J. Tucker. He did nothing to impact the game in a positive way tonight. He didn't score. He didn't play good defense. What What did he do? Explain it to me. Because, honestly, because he took minutes away from guys who should have been on the court tonight. We, we might as well honestly call this podcast the P.J. Tucker Slander Podcast. No, we, we shouldn't. No, yes, because, Mike, this is all you do. You every time, That's not true. Every time something happened, every time you got something to say, it's always P.J. Tucker did this, P.J. Tucker did that. And honestly, like, I don't know how many times we had to say this because the, the thing with Mike, I get it. When we're winning, PJ Tucker's doing well, but this loss is not on PJ Tucker, and this is an easy scapegoat. He's the, he's the scapegoat for you. Two, two games ago, two games point, ago, I called for I, I called for an extension for him, but the last two games he's been terrible. But that's the thing. Like, what to me? Here's the thing. We need you need you and I'm sure a lot of people in Red Nation think of this basketball team as oh we need to score more points than the other team. Why do you think why do we think that? That's because the last four or five years with the D'Antoni system, that's what our team was about. It was about offense, it's about James Harden getting offense. But right now, the team's idea, their mindset is about you know, let's make sure the team we give up fewer points than the other team that is their object to win the game it's not necessarily about who scores more it's about ensuring the other team scores less and that's how the Rockets have won majority of these games and honestly that PJ Tucker is a big reason why the Rockets right now are in the top three or so teams defensively he's not been the best defender I'd say Jay Sean Tate has been the best defender on the team he's the one that should have been in there late in the game and that substitution for DeMarcus Cousins should have been made a lot sooner however because they're so limited with size with no wood they have to keep DeMarcus Cousins out there for a legitimate amount of time DeMarcus Cousins also trying to do point guard like things needs to go and there were at least two times tonight that I can count that I can fully remember that that happened and it's just something that we need to get out of his repertoire that doesn't belong there DeMarcus Cousins is a center who can set screens pop at the three-point line or, you know, get it on the low block. And, you know, I thought DeMarcus Cousins was, for the for the whole game that he played, I was I was impressed with DeMarcus Cousins. You know, 12 and 11, you know, that's, you, you want to see more just because you normally get more from Christian Wood. But given DeMarcus Cousins' abilities, I'm, I have no qualms tonight with DeMarcus Cousins, except for maybe the, his two or three, you know, silly turnovers. Or the technical foul. You know, he picked up another technical that cost the Rockets points. I mean, when you lose a close game like this, you're going to nitpick. 
But at the end, look, all I'm saying is at the end, Oladipo and Tucker should not have been on the court. It should have been Tate and Nawaba. See, Mike, you can't just like you praise Steven Silas for getting a technical foul the earlier this week. And now you're hampering DeMarcus Cousins for getting one. I'm not hampering it. You said you had no issues with his performance tonight. And I'm saying outside. Yeah, because it cost you points tonight. Well, it didn't. Did Steven Silas not cost us points the other night? He did, but we ended up winning the game. But when you lose a game by less than what six, he points? got a technical foul in the previous game. Okay, but this all- lost. Okay. Is that all on Steven Silas? No, because they lost. I think they got blown out that game. It wasn't a close game. I'm saying I have no okay, problem. So with- if you take away that one point, the Rockets still lose tonight. Uh yeah, they still lose tonight. I'm just saying, but his technical fouls are, are adding up. You know, which is fine. I have no problem with that, but. You know, well, but like I was, you because you're criticizing him about one point. No, I'm criticizing you. You said he played what you know, he played well tonight. I said, yeah, but he also got the technical foul that cost us points in a close game. That's all. We're going to take questions now from those of you who are watching us live on our YouTube channel, our brand new handy dandy YouTube channel. Uh, we've got we've got some already from uh, Grant Flynn. Thank you for coming in, Grant. And. Yeah, so question here from Grant. Why was Sterling Brown on the court? I I mean, Sterling Brown didn't play a whole lot tonight. I'm glad we're actually bringing this up. He had eight minutes tonight. He played very sparingly. And on a night where you could have used a little bit more offense, he's someone, yeah, I would have liked to see a little bit more from him. But, you know, he usually plays a little bit more. I want to say there's an injury there. And it it just sounds like an injury, given what I'm seeing here. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I just don't think he's been very good. I mean, he had the the terrific starts of the season, but recently Sterling Brown is, I mean, if an, if it's an injury, it makes sense that his performance has dropped since the start of the year. Uh, I mean, he only played eight minutes. I mean, he really didn't impact the game all that much. I'm well, curious why is why is he only playing eight minutes? He's been playing much more than that in the last two weeks. Because who whose minutes, whose minutes were you going to take away from tonight? You could you could look into taking some of Vic's minutes out. <laughs> Considering take- Vic, John Wall had back spasms, but John Wall John didn't Wall- play like he had back spasms. Yeah, John Wall was your best player tonight. Eric Gordon played thirty six minutes tonight, and usually Eric Gordon doesn't play that that much. So, I mean, maybe it was he wanted to keep Eric Gordon in the game because Eric Gordon was hot. Maybe it was. I don't know. Like, because usually maybe you'd give Sterling Brown like 18 minutes, 16 minutes, and then Eric Gordon gets some. Uh, Christian would probably soak some of those out. So I'm not I'm not entirely sure. I hope that that question comes up in a press conference soon. Um, but yeah, he's I mean, he's a liability on defense. That's the problem if he's not hitting shots unless he's useless. But, you know, I hate using the term useless for any of these guys like. Look, most of us here are just, you know, kind of, you know, talking basketball. But I, I hate using the ideas that these guys are useless or, you know, like that. Because they're in the NBA. Like, like nobody's useless in the NBA. Nobody's useless on this team. People have good nights. People have bad nights. And just because the Rockets have a bad night doesn't mean some guy is like, you know, like, I don't think it's, it's yes, it's easier to look at a loss and then, you know, highlight the negatives of a team, but it doesn't erase the positives. Let's let's get that right. So yeah. we got a question. Yeah. But I get what he's saying though. 
It's like Ben McLemore. The reason no, why Ben, yeah, the reason why Ben McLemore doesn't play right now is because he, he he's a liability defensively. I think that's probably a better term for it is that somebody's a liability at something instead of useless. But I get what he's saying. I actually think Sterling Brown, Bill Worrell made a comment tonight that his defense, he doesn't, he's not built like you would think, right? With how tall he is, he needs to put on some muscle. Mm-hmm. He get he gets bodied around on the defensive end way too much. I think that's a big reason why he's only playing the eight minutes. Just the Nawaba thing was dumbfounding tonight. But the minutes restriction does make sense since it was his first night back. But when he's six of seven, I mean, you got to find a way to get him on the court at the end. Mm-hmm. We got a question from Jake Mountford here: How can Vic improve as a player to make him efficient for the Rockets? Honestly, I think Vic looks lost out there. On most nights that he has played, he has looked lost. He needs to play. Honestly, he needs to play more like Eric Gordon. And But the thing is, he doesn't have that same handles as Eric Gordon does. And I think having Eric Gordon out there actually really harms Vic's game. And Vic needs to do more without the ball. That That's what he needs to do more of. Eric Gordon has the ability to do that. But Eric Gordon is also much more uh, able to be more effective, to be his best when he has the ball in his hands. So for me, I think Vic is trying to be more of his own creator, but he needs to, he still hasn't found his niche yet. Like to me, I'm not sure if it's an injury thing from, from his past or, you know, I don't think Vic feels a hundred percent comfortable. It's, it's not as consistent. That's what it is. He's not as consistent, Mike. Yeah, I think it's. I think it goes even a little bit beyond that. I think he looks most lost when he's on the court with John Wall and Eric Gordon at the same time. Yeah, because at that point he's a third option, and Vic Correct. is not a guy that should be a third option anywhere. He should be at least a first or a second option. And correct, he has not, and he, but he also hasn't. He doesn't have. He's not a point guard. He's not a point guard. The only point guards on this team right now are. John Wall and Eric Gordon. Let, let's get that right. Eric Gordon, I know, is listed as a shooting guard everywhere you'll see, but Eric Gordon plays yeah. point guard for the Houston Rockets. Mason Jones is not a point guard. Mason Jones is a two guard. He doesn't have – he look, that's something that Mason Jones needs to work on, and that's something Mason Jones – that's a way he can get more minutes, and it kind of bleeds into this next question from Vinny right here. We need a backup point guard when Wall is off on the bench, the team's offense. I don't necessarily think that. I honestly think that – when Wall goes to the bench, Eric Gordon comes on, and Eric Gordon is able to create enough offense. Look, Eric Gordon was your best player tonight. If if I have anything to say about it, twenty six points, eight of thirteen from the field, seven rebounds for him. I thought Eric Gordon play was the shining star for the Rockets tonight. He was a stud. Eric Gordon has been fantastic thus far mm-hmm. this year. I mean, from top to bottom, Eric Gordon has been just stellar. Um, I do agree. I think the Rockets could use a guy like Tyus Jones. We saw him in the, the Memphis game. They just need somebody in the second unit to help facilitate the offense, a guy who's not going to look for a shot. That's Eric Gordon. Well, no, I'm saying that just – just what's the best term for it? Kind of like Tyus Jones where he does he's not a an offensive threat. He more just helps move the ball around the perimeter. He'll hit a shot or two if you need it. They do I, – I, I like Mason Jones. I, I'm a little curious why he didn't play tonight. Well, I mean, if you're the thing is, Mike, is we can't play everybody. 
Like we can't play everyone. Oh, and yeah. then we're talking about adding all these people. We're talking, oh, we need a we need a backup point guard. We need a backup center. And, oh, we need to play the guys that aren't playing. But then we only play nine guys every night. So it's like not everyone can play. It's a good problem to have that they have depth and that they have, you know, ways, you know, they have places where they can improve. But to be honest, like it's just not realistic. Yeah. I I agree with you. I'm just saying they need a bat, they need a big. Like bringing in a big doesn't really like, cause here's the thing. We still don't really have a timetable on Christian Woods return. I haven't seen anything. Have you Mike? No, they they said that they're going to evaluate him weekly. It's going to be four to six weeks though. Okay. So let's say they evaluate him next week and they say, okay, he's not going to come back. Um, But if you if you bring a guy in off the street with COVID protocols and everything, it's going to take some time for them to get adjusted. And then on top of that, you have to get him into the you know flow of things, and you know get him into the system and get him acclimated with the team and get him game fitness ready because this guy that they're bringing, if they bring in say Dwayne Dedman, someone who hasn't played NBA basketball in eleven months, it's Look, you don't want to put a guy out there that hasn't played basketball in 12 months. There's a reason why Dwayne Dedman's a free agent, too. He's not good enough to be on any of the rosters in the NBA right now. Not Actually, I'll take that back. He 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 is, but he there's a reason why he's not. And even if you bring in a guy that has been playing, you still got to get him acclimated into the system and all that. And then by the time they're back... You know, you've got Christian Wood back and you're playing Christian Wood and you're playing DeMarcus Cousins and then whoever you bring in is your third string. And at that point, they're sitting on the bench. And why would you spend draft capital potentially when this team is in a rebuild needing draft capital or a guy that you have on the bench right now? Like to me, it just doesn't make the the cons outweigh the pros for me. It's you're getting very little out of it at the end of the day. And yes, it would be nice to have some size, but the Rockets, you know, against a team like the Spurs that, you know, they probably got a lot of, they probably got a little bit lucky. I mean, they did kind of struggle during the stretch when Eubanks was on the floor, but believe it or not, Mike, the Rockets won the rebounding battle tonight. Yeah, but they struggled a little bit with Eubanks on the court. They gave up 14 or 12 points to a clown. Like, you're who, not a clown, Mike. You can't know what this, this man is in the NBA, and you he's and I no- are talking about the NBA. Okay, well, he's a nobody. So, I mean, by NBA standards, you gave up 12 points to a nobody tonight because you had no size on the court. That's the problem. Yeah. And I, but you say you won't give up draft capital for a – you get a little to no return. I totally agree with you. So it depends on who the trade is for. If it's for a – I want a guy that's here beyond this year. I want a young, big – that's what I want. And that's not JaVale McGee, who also did – and he Grant brings up a point here. He did play with John Wall, but remember how um, John Wall – like, remember how JaVale McGee was, like, problematic in Washington? Yeah. I, I wouldn't – I don't know how John Wall and JaVale McGee are, uh, you know, if they're boys or not, but it – Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if if John Wall and JaVale McGee were not friends. I mean, JaVale McGee did also play with DeMarcus Cousins. If But if you're John oh. Wall and you want to go on press conferences and you want to say, you know, I'm the leader now, I'm the captain, you do what is best for your team. And JaVale McGee would be what is best for this team right now. But I don't know if JaVale McGee is better than what the team has right now. 
Oh, he's um, he's infinitely better because you don't have anybody right now. You have nobody to back up. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Who? You have Jay Sean Tate. Jay oh, Sean Tate is a better defender than JaVale McGee. <sighs> Jay yeah, Sean Tate is a better against, defender than JaVale against, McGee. Against wings, against wings, he is. He absolutely is. I love Jay Sean Tate. His defense tonight was spectacular. But when you play against teams that have size like the Spurs do, you're going to tell me, what did the Rockets lose by tonight? They lost five. by five points. And you give up 12 points to Eubanks, that's the game. If you have anybody that can put a body on him, you don't Or if Victor Oladipo made two of his shots. That's totally me. agree. And you have a replacement on the bet. You have Nawaba. Oladipo should not have been in the game at the end of the game. He should. He played like garbage tonight. No, you, you, you still Oladipo in the end of the game. You still do. Because he is the best. He's a better offensive option he can he can create more than nawaba can create tonight nawaba was six of seven he was playing one of the best games let me, of the let me year. Get the so look hard look oladipo is a hardened replacement i'm not necessarily disagreeing with you the fact that nawaba was better or worse than um than vic tonight that, that's true but overall if harden if your hardened replacement is vic like if harden was vic tonight let's say let's say that and james harden had the same stats that Vic had tonight in the stretch of the game, do you bench Harden or do you go with Nawaba? Oladipo is not a Harden replacement in my eyes. Well, he's he a, is. He he's a player, but he's a Harden. But he's a player on your team. I don't compare him to anybody. He's Victor Oladipo. He played like crap tonight, and Nawaba didn't. Nawaba should have been on the court. Period. And I mean. He did nothing. But I don't think you can blame Steven Silas for going that route. That's what I'm saying. I don't I blame the rotation as a whole tonight. Some things did not make sense. That's why I mentioned it at the beginning of the show. But I can certainly blame Silas for not having Nawaba on the court, whether it was for Vic or for somebody else at the end of the game. Hundred percent I blame Silas for that. I guess we'll answer this one. Thoughts on Mobamba. Love it. That's another guy. Love Mobamba. Mobamba is a project still. He is Good. still he is still a project, but if we're looking at addressing a need for right now, that's not going to come in Mobamba. Why not? Mobamba is not good, Mike. You said he's a project. You in in he's your a words, you don't we're a rebuilding right team, but we're a rebuilding team. Okay, you, but you need guys. If we're a rebuilding team. Then why are we trading draft picks for a guy? Uh, exactly. So Kevin Porter, you don't agree with the Kevin Porter trade? No, I'm saying yes, Kevin, but Kevin Porter's not playing right now. Okay, but you just said, Porter, why would you, you trade you draft picks for a guy? You, you've mentioned that you want the Rockets to go out and get a big so that Ooh. they can play them right now. Obama can play right now. JaVale McGee no, can play cannot. right now. Why he's not? Cannot. Why not? Because he's not good. Mike, he got benched for Ken Birch. Okay. Ken Birch. Do you know who Ken Birch is? I, I, exactly. Probably, probably exactly. as good as probably as good as Eubanks is. Uh, he's better than that. But a change of a change of scenery for a guy can do wonders. Look at what Eric, you know, uh, David Nwaba. David Nwaba got a change of scenery, and he's playing like a stud. Could be the same for Mo Bamba. You wouldn't trade a like, second-round pick. Would you trade a second-round pick for Mo Bamba? Yes, but not for the reason that you want right now. So you would do the deal or you wouldn't do the deal? I don't know if I would because that also – because you have to add a guy. You also have to cut a guy. If it's for Corridge, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, Bye. I'm with you.
Cut courage and bring in Mo Bamba. That's an but we can't ask Mo Bamba to come to Houston and play these minutes because he's not good. He can be good. He needs a little more cooking in the oven. He probably should have stayed. Look, I don't blame him for coming out because when he came, he played one year at UT, he was a top prospect. He was supposed to go top 10 in the draft, and he did. And then he went to the total wrong place, though. He went to the wrong place because then um, Vooch was starting. Vooch then had his break, breakout year. Bamba was stuck on the bench. Then Bamba gets hurt, and he's honestly – that's just been – what he has and he hasn't gotten the time to develop and the Rockets are not the place to do that either for him because Christian Wood is here. But if you're looking for a Christian Wood replacement, there's just not a guy out there that makes this team better. It it just, to me, the Rockets have done the reason why the Rockets lost tonight is not because of their defense, not because of their bigs. They lost tonight because Victor Oladipo needed to make two more shots. That's it. And that's 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 why. That's why you lost this game. It has nothing to do with the, you know, and look, what was it? Uh Jake said it. If Wood played tonight, Rockets would have won. And that's a uh, yes, that the Rockets would have won tonight, but that's not why you lost. Okay. You didn't lose because of the bigs tonight. You lost because your Victor Oladipo, your who's supposed to be your second best player, he you know, had a bad night and we need Vic. If we're going to play him and pay him as much as we, as much as we are, as much as the Houston Rockets are, I should say, he needs to play better and more consistently than he did tonight. Totally agree. And I'm sure he's the one that super hardened himself about it. And I hope that he comes out Monday uh, with a different mindset and that they'll win. And look, I think the Rockets are going to take this loss tonight and they're going to say, I don't think this, – this is not the kind of loss that you're going to be like, oh, like, you know, we did nothing right. It's not like the uh, Wednesday loss. And then, no. honestly, on, on Thursday, you could tell that they had a chip on their shoulder. I think you're going to see – I don't know if you're necessarily going to see that same, you know, we we really, you know, we really screwed up tonight. But also, I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Mike? A, but I, I said it at the top. It's a bad loss because you lost the season series. To uh, well, well, they should play again in the second half of the season. I, I believe. Yeah, but as of right now, you're down two one in the series. I do agree with you that they did some good stuff tonight. Jay Sean Tate defensively is getting better. You can clearly see that game to game. Like he had one play tonight. I think it was on. Was it on DeRozan? Where he just went straight up. Like the dude defensively is a monster. Uh. Eric Gordon is fantastic. I mean, Eric Gordon is a dude that is just playing really well right now. Uh, it's it, it's not a good loss uh, at the end of the day, but but any loss isn't good. Uh, yeah. But there's there's definitely some things to to build on. I think in a 72 game series, I think this loss just hurts a little bit more because of how crowded the Western Conference is. You know, the top 11 or 12 teams. Yeah, and, and honestly, tonight we shouldn't look at the Spurs as like, oh, we should have beat the Spurs. We can be mad because it was the Spurs because we don't like the Spurs, but we can't be mad at losing the Spurs because the Spurs are a bad team. Spurs are a good team. They are where they are right now because they're one of the best well-coached teams in the league, and that's why their record is probably better than you know what their talent suggests on paper. But 
the Rockets and the Spurs right now, as I said it earlier, are extremely evenly matched. And they could have won this game tonight, and they just fell short. And hopefully we can, you know, move past this one. Um, but look, the Rockets are going to be in a lot of dogfights this year. They're going to be in a lot of close games, and they need to find ways to close them. And or they need to find ways to make sure it doesn't get close. But that's just the nature of the NBA this season. That's what's going to happen. Um, I'm going to answer this one question uh, from Grant here. Uh, Oladipo and a pick to Miami for Kelly and Hero or Robinson. Let's solve real issues. That doesn't that doesn't solve issues. That 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 does not solve issues. Look at where Miami is in the standings this year, and look. Kelly Olynyk is not going to solve your problems. Uh, but I do think having a guy like Duncan Robinson might be a bit of a better fit for the Rockets. Um, but like Kelly Olynyk is not going to solve your problems. Uh, Tyler Hero hasn't has hit that sophomore slump. I'm not sure if if Miami's going to do that. Um, and look, I'm sure that that rumor this potential trade is going to be thrown into the trade machine hundreds and thousands of times between now and March 25th. But at this point, that doesn't necessarily fix problems. It just gives us more problems. It gives us different problems, I should say. And we shouldn't be trading a pick to Miami. Like it's just the Rockets right now need to obtain picks. And the only reason you're getting Oladipo off of your books is because you're getting more value in return. And I don't necessarily believe that this package is the best that you can get for Vic on this market. I think Vic's going to have a lot of suitors. And honestly, I think the Rockets are going to find themselves as one of the major players in this trade deadline because they have Victor Oladipo, who's going to be one of the biggest chips. Um, but we'll talk more uh, trades as as the trade season comes into play. I think earlier this week, um, you know, you could start trading players that just signed new contracts and, Derek Rhodes is potentially on the move soon. So that should be, um, that should be very interesting. So uh, Mike, we're the J trains pulling into the station. Let's talk Monday. We've got the Charlotte Hornets on deck here. Uh, Charlotte also a, a team like the Spurs uh, can have its good nights, has its bad nights. Uh, they also have LaMelo ball. What are your thoughts on uh, the Charlotte Hornets and what to expect for Monday? Should be a good game. Should be a, a good game. The Rockets need to come out with pace. You know, tonight, the, the Spurs did a tremendous job tonight of maintaining the Rockets' offense in a half-court set. And the Rockets are not most successful when they have to play a half-court game. They have to be able to get out and in, into transition with Oladipo and Wall. The Rockets need to get back to that. Uh, and I think you hit the nail right on the head. Oladipo's got to play a different type of game. You know, especially when he's on the court with Eric Gordon and John Wall, he's got to figure out how to cut to the basket more. He's got to, you know, look to pass a little bit quicker. There's too much dribbling tonight. He's Wall got to spot up. He's got to spot up. His problem is, is that he's never been a great three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, his his money area is, you know, taking his guy off of the dribble, stopping at the free throw line and, and hitting that little jumper. So... But Oladipo's got to adapt his game to the way that the Rockets play. And I do think people are, are critical of him, like myself, need to take a step back and realize that this guy was traded midseason, very little practice time. 
and the the Rockets are asking a lot of him. It wouldn't be easy on any guy. Uh, but with all that being said, he's getting paid a lot of money to play basketball, and you know he needs to figure it out. And he needs to figure it out quick. Uh, but I, I also think the Rockets will win on Monday. Yeah, I, 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 also, on Monday. I also think with Vic, it's having not having Christian Wood in the lineup is really uh, detrimental to him. I think that you kind of saw the chemistry forming between those two. And I think, you know, you kind of saw like John Wall and Marcus Cousins have that thing going and it was going to be like, okay, Christian Wood and and Victor Oladipo can kind of do that thing as well. But not having Christian Wood is definitely going to force Vic to play a different type of game. And, you know, he's been in and out of the lineup. And that's, I would like to see the numbers on Victor Oladipo uh, and what the offense's numbers are like with him and Christian Wood together and them apart. I, I would likely believe that having him with Christian Wood uh, really helps his numbers. But it's also uh, Monday is another first half of a back-to-back. So we might not even see Victor Oladipo play on Monday. Uh, we might not see John Wall play on Monday. Still up in the air with that. But honestly... I think the Rockets here, they have this back-to-back with Charlotte and New Orleans. I'd uh, love to see the another New Orleans when we're playing in New Orleans again. Um, but ultimately with this back-to-back, you, you want to come out with at least a split. And doing getting a split is best done when you get it done on the first night. And I don't know if John Wall is going to play on Monday. If John Wall does play Monday, though, I like her chances better than if Victor Oladipo is the one playing Monday. But maybe if Vic plays Monday without John Wall, maybe we'll see more of what Vic was able to do. But remember, the last time we saw Vic without John Wall wasn't very good. So we need we need to see that. Um, we need to see a redemption from the last time John Wall didn't play. This is also the first loss that the Rockets took with John Wall on the floor without James Harden. So uh, amen to that. Uh, that record is uh, rest in peace. But... Uh, one last thing before we go, Mike, Super Bowl pick, who you got? Oh, Chiefs by at least seven. Agreed. I, I strong agree. The one thing we've agreed on tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, uh, always, it's always more fun when there's friendly banter on the show. Look, the Chiefs, do I don't know how y'all feel. The Chiefs are the champions until proven otherwise, and they haven't been proven yet. I mean, but it is, it is Tom Brady is a good person to kind of dethrone them if, if they do uh, get knocked off. But Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Dream Take. The rocket ship, uh, the rocket ship is a. Uh, we're pulling it in park. We're parking the rocket ship here at the Dream Take for tonight. But thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to our new YouTube channel so that you don't miss a single episode of the Dream Take. We go live after our games, uh, most of our games now, but every uh, every Rockets game will get you at least an episode of our podcast over at uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and download to your podcast app of choice that you don't miss a single episode of us. You can also follow the dream shake on Twitter at dream shake SBN. And you can follow us, uh, the dream take on Twitter at the dream take. Now make sure you also head to the dream shake com home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com for all Rockets content all the time. 
You can also follow my co-pilot, Mr. Michael Brown, on Twitter at BSWpodcast underscore MB. There you go, right there, if you're watching us live on YouTube. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. It's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And until next time, go Rockets! Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.